What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us today. It is time for Conspiracy or Cock Up, brought to you by the Lon Joseph Show. See, this is why I meet them guys. Now they're laughing already. Peanut Gallery, be quiet. You are not allowed to speak. We'll send the aliens to your house. You can send the middle fingers all you want. Sign language is always welcome. So over 60% of the world's population believe in UFOs. So I think you know where we're going with this conversation today. Cosmic pluralism, the plurality of worlds, or simply pluralism, describes the philosophical belief of numerous worlds, in addition to, obviously, this marble that we live on called Earth, which might harbor extraterrestrial life. So before the development of the heliocentric theory and a recognition that the sun is just one of many stars, the notion of pluralism was largely mythological and philosophical, as I indicated. But the earliest recorded assertion of extraterrestrial human life is found in ancient scriptures of Jainism. The indication of multiple worlds mentioned in Jain scriptures that support human life is clearly there. But the failure to this point of the SETI to detect an intelligent radio signal after decades of effort getting interference. That's crazy. The aliens are already interfering with my signal. <laughs> of effort has at least partially dimmed the prevailing optimism of the beginning of this, I don't know, space age, so-called, but the belief in extraterrestrial beings continues to be voiced in pseudoscience, conspiracy theories, and in popular folklore, notably Area 51. Everybody knows about Area 51, Groot Lake, Nevada. It's become a pop culture trope given less the serious treatment and popular entertainment that just seems to be ways things the way that seems to be the way that things go. We had a recent Department of Defense report about a credible UFO sighting in 2004 and its renewed discussion about how science and faith have addressed the possibility of intelligent life on other planets. One interesting thing about this video for me was that Nobody really talked about it. And the, the interesting thing about this video and as why nobody talked about it was because we were dealing with COVID. So there was no discussion about it. It, it got confirmed by the Pentagon. They released all this stuff. It was about two American fighter pilots back in 2004. So this stuff had been leaked ages ago. And they spotted and filmed an unidentified flying object off the coast of, I believe it was San Diego in California. And the object they saw was about 40 feet long and looked like a giant tic-tac. The fresh breath makeoff. And it apparently suddenly, at about 80,000 feet, descended <laughs> towards the ocean and hovered at about 20,000 feet before dropping off radar. So since 1582, the Vatican had with some continuity, an astronomical observatory. With regards to the subject of alien life, the Vatican has even held conferences on this matter in 09, 2011, and 2014. This is according to Father Terry Ehrman. He's the assistant director for the Center for Theology, Science, and Human Flourishing at the University of Notre Dame. He said there's no official teaching, but there's been speculation within the church 
since the Middle Ages, which I thought was very interesting. The 15th century, people began to ask if there was a plurality of worlds. And that brings us to where we are today to have a discussion about what the hell's going on out here in outer space, inner space. Elon Musk is saying we're going to be sending people to outer space with regular trips by 2023. That's two years from now that he's saying that SpaceX is just going to be running people back and forth to wherever. They want to colonize the galaxy. And we're going to have a conversation about that today. Joining me today, I've got, you know, Johnny Voltec. Everybody knows Johnny Voltec. He's been, a, he's been a fan, of, a friend of the show for many, many years. We know Jenny Rye from the Global Warning Podcast. She's joined us with thoughts from LA to the UK as well. And joining us today, I didn't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. And I'm going to try and do it for the first time today on the show. Jay, I'm I wrong. can't see my damn glasses. Yeah, Jay Electronica is what I'm going to call him because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually good with names, but it's so small on my screen. I can't take that. I think there's a copyright claim on Jay Electronica already. Right. We were talking about Erica Badu before we came on, on air. And uh, she, he was famously, I think he was, he was married to her, wasn't he? Jay Electronica was uh, married uh, to her. They, 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 they got a baby together, is that the word in the case? Okay. Erica Badu. There you oh, go. I'm not even say that. Jay uh, Entic uh, Ent 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 guys. Ent See? That's it. Got it. That's anyway, thanks for joining me, guys. How's everybody doing today? Good, Gibbs. thanks. Good. Rise got her wine. <laughs> Johnny Voltex got Fun a bottle or something. Uh, Look at my cup of tea. And Jay has got tea. And I've got wo'a with no tea. Ooh-wee. So. Aren't we just a diverse bunch? I know. I know. <laughs> um, so alien life. I was, I've been reading things about how people feel that they walk among us anyway already. We have this notion that we've got, you know, billions of galaxies. We have to at least entertain the idea that there's something else intelligent out there. And we say this on almost every pod where we discuss this. There's got to be something going on. When you guys, Jay and Johnny, are, are working film and uh, videography and music, and this is this is why I want to start the show off with you guys, actually, because you guys have the most interesting story to me. You guys were working together on a project, music video. Was that in England that you guys were filming that, or was it somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, right that, wasn't it? Yeah, we were we were in um, Tottenham, right in the middle of Tottenham in uh, northeast London. Um, there's uh, a river that runs through Tottenham. It's part of uh, part of the River Lee. And then it's feeding this, you've got the Walthamstow wetlands, which are some large sort of reservoirs of water. And it's sort of used as a, a like a, well, it's preserved as a nature reserve as well. So, um, yeah, we, me and Johnny, we, we'd met about a week before. You know, it's always with a lot of these things, I find there's always a lot of um, strange coincidences that sort of surround these, some of these situations and I think that that can lead on to something a, a further conversation because you know we, we've got the, the the idea about the nuts and bolts um, 
or the sort of notion of a nuts and bolts UFO. Um, but a lot of people who, I guess, experience or have sightings also talk about what is commonly referred to as high strangeness. And we can get onto some of that, that stuff later on. But myself and Johnny, we, we met about a week before this. So this would have been like early June uh, mm. last year. And uh, Johnny was, you were, you were emceeing with a, yeah. a, a, a mutual acquaintance. And my housemate was filming um, the, the performances. It was for some online footage for a, for a, a, a large music festival out here. It was, uh, it was and, the... Uh the lost horizon is actually the first ever mm -hmm. uh, virtual reality music festival kind of get that drop right there so <laughs> yeah so we um although i think we, we later found out me and johnny had a lot of mutual friends in, in common um i mean you know the music scene is isn't really that big you know a lot of people that you, you do a lot of gigs and, and what have you so we were we was outside and uh I was kind of having a bit of a rant about the fact that we, at the time, were were very limited with, with what we were able to present to public as as, as a creative performance, um, and um, I, I think we were sort of talking about the possibility of doing an, an outside filming of of a performance, and uh, the guy that we were with said, "Well, we've got to present some footage for another for another festival. We're up for filming." And uh, Johnny, it was going to be a DJ set with, uh, with this mutual acquaintance. And then Johnny was going to be performing beforehand. So when was it? It was like the, I think it's like the 20, when was it? 22nd of June was when we came yeah. to actually do the filming. And um, so just to try and paint a picture of the, the actual scene itself. So you've got these got like a building site which is by the river they're doing a lot of redevelopment of Tottenham they're they're putting in all these kind of plush new flats and kind of sorting out the shops and, and doing all this so there's a lot of cranes and buildings going up so where this river goes through you've got a building site right, right next to the river and then op on the opposite side you've got like the old canal towpath where they used to tow the barges along and then you've got a, a lock system, which so they could step the, the boats up and down to get down to the, I guess it's probably like the river, the river level. So we're on a, like a, a large converted Thames, Thames barge. So I don't know, how, how long would you say they are? They're pre pretty big, these things. Yeah, they're pretty big. That was probably about, that was probably a 60 footer maybe. That sounds about so, right. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It feel like it, that's probably what it was because I'm thinking about we were walking across the top, and yeah, we were sat up right up on the top of that performing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, big enough that you could have a, a band set up, a band, a DJ, dancers, band, horns, percussion, <laughs> yeah. three percussionists. It was like I mean, lawn we, chairs. And shit. <laughs> I mean, it was. A, we were be. You know, we were kind of pushing the envelope to see where the parameters were the lockdown or coming out at the time and we just thought fuck fuck it we're gonna go and do it so um so we had some cameras set up filming johnny and then i was flying i'm a licensed drone operator so i was flying the drone around the band and 
one of the requirements why you're actually flying the drone is that you've got to keep visual contact with that drone at all times. So I was flying it around it was, and it was relatively high up and I suddenly noticed that there was something else in the sky that was very, very high up and it was a, a very clear, clear evening. So there may have been some sort of slight wisps of cloud very, very high up, but in over London, the air traffic there is generally much lower. It's the, the, the planes that are coming into Heathrow, maybe a police helicopter. So you don't really get a lot of stuff flying. There's like flip, fixed flight paths because of the airports. So my initial thing is I see this object which uh, appears, it appears to be metallic or certainly either reflecting light or emanating light itself. Um, if I was to, it's hard to guess altitudes because there's no reference point and you don't know how big it is. Um, so I would estimate that it would probably be maybe around 20,000 feet. Um, definitely not a helicopter, definitely not um, a, a conventional aircraft. There were no visible wings. Even if you see a, a, an airliner flying over at say like 30,000, they're cruising altitude. You can see that it's got wings. You can see that it's got a body <coughs> and a tail. And so it had none of those discernible features. Now I have, had previous UFO sightings so I'm not there necessarily kind of go doubting myself I'm going right it's not a satellite because it's not dark enough it's not a planet because it is moving very slowly but it's moving um, it doesn't have the wings or conventional avionic surfaces that allow things to fly um, it's too high for a helicopter. Um, just, I'm going to go through the process of, of elimination, the things I can't determine because I don't know what the wind speed was at that altitude or the direction, but that could be, we could find that out to see if the direction of travel was against the, the wind, just to rule out anything, say like a balloon or anything like a heli, anything, anything that's like a dirigible that could get to that altitude. So I initially, cause I was excited and I wanted the other guys to see it who were performing. And so I was, as I was flying the drone, I actually put down the controller and I ran back to the barge and I was pointing up at the sky, but Johnny's, he's in the middle of performing, right? So he's like there with the cameras and I'm like going, <laughs> uh, there, so, it was like right. dancing. Yeah, so right. So, UFO I dance. Them, I like, yeah. So yeah, you're really feeling this. Oh, Jay, yeah, man. Thanks for the support. Right. So, so the the guy, uh, the one of the guys uh, who was DJing later, he saw me pointing, but from his position, he he thinks I'm just getting very excited suddenly about me flying my drone. Because I'm kind of pointing in the direction of the drone. Um, so I was just like, okay, well, no one's going to believe this. And 
even if I try and point the camera at it, I'm going to be missing the footage that I need to be capturing. And all it's going to appear is like a light, something luminous high up. So I was just like, okay, well, you win some, you lose some. I know that I've seen something unusual that doesn't fit into the categories of what I would normally expect to see flying <laughs> in the sky. Because obviously if you're flying the, the drone and you've got suddenly like something that appears to be flying into that airspace, you have to be aware of the things that you're looking at. You know, you, there are certain things that you, I, I wouldn't say that I've got like the, like the the, uh, the the recognition skills or observational skills of you know experienced trained pilot such as uh, we were talking about the uh, the Nimitz uh, case with uh, Commander Fravor um, and a multitude of of, of other what you would consider expert um, uh, trained observers, um, but it certainly didn't fit into those the categories so I just carried on filming doing what I was doing right and um, I think it was probably about two months later because the, the first video there was two performances that we did that night so Johnny's was one and then the main thing that we had to get done so edited that got that done then came to edit Johnny's thing and it, you know, it just takes a little bit of time to edit so I think it was probably about September must have been about September time I reckon or late late August around then I just finished the edit and I'd sent Johnny a copy of it and I kept I kept on watching it back and there, there was one point in the footage because I can scroll through and I saw the moment that I stopped flying because I got excited and put the controller down to point out the UFO so I know something happened that happened and then i carried on working and shortly after this i actually brought the drone round so i was directly over the like vertically above where johnny and his band were performing and this is it's the classic drone shot you know vertic the bird's eye view down and slowly sort of descending down and you can see them doing their thing so that just gets incorporated into the footage and so I'm watching the end edit and at the moment that this this shot happens I keep on seeing this little flash of light something really quick that you can see something's there but you just think oh maybe it's an insect maybe it was like the light sunlight bouncing off the water or something like that so I thought I kept on thinking oh, I should go back and check that and yeah like a couple of weeks later i went back through the footage just it was filmed in 4k um at 50 frames a second so it's a quite a fast frame rate and you could see in this in this slowed down footage the still frames you could see this this object that comes through and it's it's very unusual because you know and again you go through this process of elimination it it looks weird it really looks like another type of drone i've had people yeah. ask me oh is it one of that is that one of those those mavic drones and i'm like 
firstly, it can't be because this thing, this object has crossed the whole span of the, the frame of the, of the shot in, I think it was like 12 frames. Like yeah, so it's like, like 12 miles an hour or something like that, wasn't it? It's about 500 miles an hour. So, yeah, a, a Mavic drone definitely cannot do that. Um, and also, you'd have to have someone very highly skilled to be able to <laughs> fly it through. And you've got these cables that are on, like, so you've got where Johnny's performing, right? You've got this mast, which is at the other end of the boat, and you've got these big, thick cables you like, you, that you get on these boats, right? And you can tell, again, by the, the way in which that it's set in focus. It looks like it's kind of just in focus. So it's, you know it's the same kind of distance as where Johnny is. So it's not something like right in front of the lens, because that would be blurred. And then you've got water below that. So you know that it's kind of at a similar distance. So anyway, it's, it's flown directly over Johnny's and Johnny's drummer's head. Like <laughs> yeah. it's perfect. Like the lineup is perfect. And it's at the one moment where my drone was in that position to be able to see that. So it's gone through super quick. And then a few, and then I think it's about three or four seconds later on exactly the fl same flight path going the opposite direction, it's cleared the whole frame in six frames and you actually start getting weird distortions of, of the shape. But you can see that it's the same color. There are other, some, some other what appear to be, you said like, it's like markings, right? Yeah, it looked like, like a, not like fishing hook, but you know, like arrowhead type of thing, like off of the side of it, didn't it? It looked like. Yeah, so. Like, imagine, like fins, almost. Yeah, imagine like, imagine like, uh, like, a, like a metal tube. It looks like it's kind of slightly yeah. rounded because the way that the light is kind of bouncing off, you yeah. can see the contour of it. Yeah. And it's kind of this, it's kind of like a greenish, a greenish color. But it seems to have these like two yellow bands going around it. Mm. And it's got this kind of, you can see like a pale kind of circle. It almost looks like there's an insignia, something that's kind of marked it. Damn. Don't know what, you can't see any details of that, but you can see that there is some features on there. And then <clears throat> at either end, you've got these kind of protrusions that kind of um, I'm just a little bit silly but it's kind of like this kind of shape so it's almost either these fins or these kind of like little landing legs so could it have, <laughs> could it have possibly have been a bird then no definitely well, not a bird peregrine falcons fly like 200 miles an hour don't they they do, yeah, but only a dive. Peregrine falcons, are, <laughs> peregrine falcons are my are my favourite bird. I like since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with anything that flew, right? And before before moving back to London last year, where I was living in Bournemouth, there was um, some peregrine falcons that were nesting 
in one of the local clock towers. I used to sit on my balcony and I used to watch them hunt and they would raise their chicks and then they'd take the chicks out for hunting practice. So yes, you're right, they can hit, two, they're the fastest thing in nature, but they can only do that when they're in a dive. And this was, this was level flight. Um, a peregrine falcon, you could, you would quite clearly see the contours and also you would see the wing flap motion over successive frames even if it had miraculously managed to reach 500 miles an hour you would still see that contour of of that falcon and um the peregrine falcons i say i'm obsessed with like with that bird that's like my my spirit animal i love watching that. so definitely not a bird far too quick um the way that the light is bouncing off it it appears to have uh be <clears throat> like a, a colored metallic <clears throat> yeah, uh, like i wouldn't say it's not it's not like, polished it's not polished it's got like that kind of like um that sort of what is it they call it industrial kind of Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, like industrial gray, unpolished sort of matte. It's an unpolished. It's a matte. Yeah, it yeah. seems to have like a matte texture to it. So, but yeah. So you've got a n- number of these things, and and here's and here's the part that we haven't actually talked about with it. The what's really weird about it is that when you see it flying over the water, both in both directions when it's over the water you can see that it appears to be solid but the moment that it crosses over the bow of the boat so there's like a physical object behind it 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 goes like translucent and you can see in the frames you can see something's moving there something's there but you can see through it so it's predator. Then. Now I'm thinking maybe okay. this is going as fast as I get excited. I'm just, I'm not telling you what it is. I'm just saying these are the things that within the video footage, like mm-hmm. it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Don't get me wrong. You know, like if we want stories to make sense, we wouldn't be discussing this, the, this subject. It, a lot of it isn't going to make sense for our current understanding our current reference points in terms of technology and our current understanding of of the mechanics of of like the wider universe so but these are fair questions did you you did you um reach out to i don't know your your (coughs) your departments in this country but i don't know if it would be like the ministry of defense but it would be the pentagon in the states um Mm. did you reach out to anyone that might have any control or or any information over what might be flying and did they did they experience anything abnormal during that time frame that you were out filming um it's not something that i've pursued but we've got essentially a, a a a date and a time reference approximately um we know the position of the approximate position of this one light that I saw behind uh, prior to uh, this thing turning up in the footage. Um, but no, it's not something that I've pursued uh, further with them because I think, I think the notion that if um, with, with other sightings that I've had in the past, um, 
the for me i'm not in a i'm not in a in a in a in a place where i'm looking for some kind of confirmation from them i think that there is certainly more than enough evidence to suggest that there has been at least misinformation about the the wider topic so for me i don't see it as a anything that i can necessarily gain from what I, in terms of what information am i, I going to get from this i know that i've got some footage there that doesn't really add up in terms of what we we think is either conventional craft um but it was exciting to to actually be able to capture <laughs> something and something that happened sink seemingly in conjunction with uh, this other observation that I couldn't capture on on camera um, because up until that point I was just another guy saying I think I saw a UFO when we were filming mm. but it's another thing when you're sort of going well here's the footage of something else that was happening uh, mm. at, at that same time it, so you know I, I think having been quite immersed in the subject for probably about 10 11 years i'm very wary of people that talk in absolutes uh people that say that they know what it is people that say that they've got it all worked out and this person these group are doing this and it's this faction and these entities are from this place i don't believe it I don't believe that they could possibly know because because of the nature of of this subject. I think though that people like to have a special story and people like to build cults. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have whether we talk about the notion of like religious cults or cults of idea or cults of identity that I think it's important to be mindful about the the ways in which you know i think when something spectacular happens or something you can't we want to own that it's like hey like i'm special in some way it's yeah. like mm. no mother trucker you ain't because you go onto youtube and there's enough people that have had weird experiences and those are the ones that are actually willing to talk about it i mean this is the first time i've i've gone on in front of a camera to to discuss this subject i talk yeah. to friends I, I, and yeah, colleagues yeah because when i when i spoke about it, like i said you know i had seen that footage way back then and you know whenever i'm on with vaughn or with jenny we always even before jenny we would always start to go in that sort of direction since day one since the you know so when that happened and i had it i was like yo it kind of had me like should i even say this you know what i mean and i'm like i'm gonna put this video out you know eventually you know um you know and like you know i was just like hmm, what do i do like you know is this I, i'm curious because the subject is so touchy you know and i didn't want to try to be like yeah i had that ufo freaking come visit me like while i was performing you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's very e easy for, for for something so phenomenal yeah. to be like your yeah, ego to trap it in, for itself you know so i was like all yeah. right you know what i mean even in revealing it to you guys i was like you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe you're playing certain frequencies and the aliens are just feeling it and they just wanted to share You know what's funny is I actually thought that though, you know, because you have to think, you know, I know not to sound corny and shit, but I actually thought that because I um, can't remember, you were playing a particular nature track. of what I do. Huh? The, 
there was what something. What track was it? You were chatting. You were talking about. <laughs> you were talking about. I think it was Aliens. one of the tracks you took. No, you were talking about like plant medicines. You were oh, talking about. Uh, uh, this, it was like ayahuasca. the second. Oh, this is we done. It was the third lose. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about that, but um, I remember thinking. Um, Crazy. I remember thinking what we were doing, no one in the whole of UK was doing. I remember thinking that, like being out on the boat in the middle of the pandemic was just lifting, right? It had, mm. it, it had just lifted maybe like a week or two. It was kind of like, mm. you know. For the purposes of this. And I remember thinking like, yes, damn, we're probably the only people <laughs> right now. I remember thinking we were probably the only people right now in Europe, like playing like on top of a boat and, you know, sound travels over water because there was people were lined up eventually you mm -hmm. know what i mean and i was like if i was if it's i was gonna be if i was a ufo and i'm scaling this planet and ain't nothing going on with yeah. the planet, I'm like, <laughs> where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check the shit out right? like yeah, seeking out fun <laughs> yeah where's the uh, big and, you know again not trying to make it special but i remember thinking like i was like so when i saw it i was like oh that's bugged out because i remember thinking you know when i recollect thinking that like when we were up there playing, I was like, damn, there's no one doing this because when people were lining up on the other shoreline or whatever you want to call it, I remember thinking, they're probably like, wow, this is something really cool going on. You know, this is special because, again, this was the... we were Well, we, were we didn't know if we were going to get in trouble. That was a big part of it as well. We you know what know. I mean? We were, we were... So I think that energy was around, like, something's going to... Like, we're going to get shut down by someone. You know, the footage, it had me shook. <laughs> I saw the footage and said, oh shit, you know, like, wow, like, there was not a doubt that this is something that I've never seen before. And then when we broke down how fast it was, I had it in my, my eye movie, I imported it, I was like, I gotta see this. And I kept scrolling back and forth, and I was like, that shit is fast as fuck. Like, and yeah, it just was. It just was so, why, why do you think that we only we only see these aerial phenomena because this was astronomer Carl Sagan has said that or extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Mm -hmm. And for all these years, we've been talking about, I saw this in the, in the sky. I saw that in the sky. This created the crop circle. This, you know, why are we not seeing anything outside of these, these alleged crafts? Why do you think that is? Um, Are you looking? <laughs> uh, for me, okay. So there's a couple couple of little things. So um, with uh, you mentioned again, going back to because uh, it's become such a famous case now, the the Nimitz case, uh, and what Commander uh, Fravor has been talking about. I mean, we were saying about you know being a, a taboo subject. Where actually, I think a lot of those taboos are being broken. You know, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, biggest in the world. He's had uh, Commander Fravor on, Bob Lazar. All of the, the these, uh, I guess, kind of leading lights within the uh, uh, Stephen Greer. He's had on as well. Um, another guy, Lex uh, Lex Friedman, Lex who. Friedman. Yeah. I love his podcast and him as a as a as a person i think what he's doing in terms of pushing the idea of just intellectualism as well but just saying actually look we have to acknowledge that something is going on here now we using the the nimitz case if you're aware 
of the resolution capabilities of those weapon systems where you've got that footage you would know that the footage that we've been shown is like the copy of 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 the copy, of the copy right mm. the quality is crap that stuff though those systems they're shooting that in hd you think you're getting mm. any you know color full spectrum mm. we we have literally only been given a it's almost like a poor photocopy of that footage and like you say this is 2000 and 2004 um mm. the things I, I the things i find most interesting in, interesting as as a uh, um just trying to keep a, 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 a sort of a tab on on things that are going on are actually joe blogs that film has filmed this thing in chile flying over his house mm. or you know this because he hasn't got an people, agenda there's no agenda mm. There's no agenda, and okay, well, okay, just let's play devil's advocate. Okay, you could argue that there's an agenda. Okay, mm -hmm. here's my 15 minutes of fame, but a lot of these channels, no, not really. Mm -hmm. And you can hear it's like a kid's birthday party, or a, you know, or a, a football game, or just mundane situations, or some kids that have. have I've got their mum's phone and they're pointing it and there's this weird triangle thing floating around the sky. I, mm. I find that stuff the kind of the, the most interesting. I mean, mm. we, it, it is my belief um, that the, the, this activity is continuous. You know, you talk to any pilot, any airline pilot, have you seen anything? Any military pilot, have you seen anything? any radar operator if you just have those mm. like offline chats with them chats they'll just go yeah there was this weird time where you had to do this or we we plotted this object that was flying at five thousand miles an hour and then it took a, a 90 degree right turn with no deceleration you, these kind of uh these kind of things that um i think that the evidence is out there we've certainly got the tech uh, and the the quality of tech to uh, to be documenting this stuff and i think it, it it then comes down to our discernment as as viewers whether we think that that footage is authentic now i think you know with working with cameras working with video i have maybe a bit more of a trained eye to spot the little things that maybe you think no that's not real that looks like there's a bit of cgi in there because the mm. light the light source you can see it's not hitting it at the right angle you can see right. that that's been copied or you can see there's a slight uh, like compositing line around whatever it is but mm. you know there are things out there that are just very very strange and I, as someone who looks at the sky a lot as you know as a kid fascinated with birds the stars you know laying out in my garden mm. watching the satellites and shooting stars and you know some yeah. comets you know you, you kind of get a sense you know what you're kind of looking at and um mm. so and then there are just the things that don't fit into that
let's remove the the aspect of uh, that we're seeing something and we we can't really ascertain or say with absolute certitude what it is we're looking at yeah. so let's just assume that we're actually seeing something okay i had a uh a a, a christian conservative uh named zo rachel on the podcast he's got a podcast called the zoloft and mm-hmm. um something he does two podcasts but so from a biblical Christian perspective, he says that it becomes clear that aliens are actually the evil spirits of the Bible. Okay. So the mm-hmm. idea uh, is backed up apparently, exp- ex- I'm reading now, I'm reading notes and stuff that are backed mm-hmm. up experientially with the evidence of numerous testimonies of abductees, which show that alien ab- abduction experiences stop in the name and authority of jesus christ also the sinful behaviors of the aliens behind abductions the false gospels and new age messages they proclaim and their supernatural powers so very reminiscent of those described in the bible as being Mm -hmm. had by angels all add up to make clear that aliens are in fact the evil spirits of the bible what are your thoughts on that jenny rago Wait a second, then. The last part confused me. So they're saying aliens have commonalities with angels, but at the same time are categorizing <laughs> them as evil. Is that it? Or like, did I misunderstand that? Or the 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 yes, the powers that they have that are described in the Bible are are similar to those that are described as being had by angels, but these aliens are actual evil energy okay so maybe okay, yeah not- when they're probing you up the bum yeah like i i imagine that's like feels a bit evil well it depends on your fet exactly that all depends on your fet but um so but but christian conservatives really believe this they don't believe that there's aliens they believe that it's all just evil they're evil spirits. I just can't. I just really can't. But can why I, though? Why? Let, let's unpack. Can I a give a, a, an insight? Because I, I was brought up in Pentecostal church until okay, I was perfect. eighteen. So that's why I was smiling when you when you started talking about conservative Yeah, because yeah, me, me and Johnny, other I say, other than a, a relatively brief chat, we haven't really expanded on this topic um so so yeah i grew up in church i was born into a a church family um very i'd say uh very spiritually open um but i think quite it was still quite a lot of uh, you know very heavy on sort of christian dogmatic uh, approach and um i don't it's not it's off the table there are factions i think now within um certain christian fundamentalism um that talk about basically from their perspective okay from their perspective anything that doesn't fit neatly into the book must be the work of the devil Mm. okay but the opening passage of the bible ironically i think it talks about the the term Elohim, Elohim. and the origin I, story which a lot the origin stories which a lot have been have been taken out of the books stuff where you can find yeah. them in like in uh you know the the Egyptian book of the dead and all that stuff mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's where a lot of this, the, the, the knowledge that, you know, that's where it came from, like so Sumeria wait, wait, wait. from Egypt. What does Elohim mean? So um, it's actually a plural term in, uh, in Hebrew. I, 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 I think we might be worth fact-checking it, but it's... Living, the living God. Well, it's, it refers it's to a, a single deity, particularly the God of Israel. It is as the term, but actually the uh, etymological root of it is a pluralized term Mm. that those that were above us. You you also have accounts within biblical texts about uh, fiery chariots descending from the sky and whisking. Exactly. Sounds like a freaking UFO to me. The prophets, the Bhagavad Gita. I, I mean, even. Even Christ Himself ascended to heaven on a, a, a flaming cloud or a fiery cloud. So, yeah. you know, we have to think of. This is the thing I kind of find um, funny, I, and it is that um, these, say, Christian conservatives will reject all of this, but essentially they've got a book of magical beings there. The talks of they talk about demons and angels and yeah I think uh, but they're not unique like Johnny said the Bhagavad Gita we talk about or the and the jinns and the angels, um and as as many uh, accounts as you've got of negative uh, abduction experiences, you've got just as many if not more people that talk about their experience in having some interaction and coming out with. Uh, a newfound idea about spirituality and consciousness, something that is extremely positive. Um, and for me personally, in the experiences that I've had, you know, I, I ran away from religion. I didn't want anything to do with it. I'd been immersed in that my whole life, right? I didn't want it. But in some of my early experiences and interactions, there were things that happened that actually led me back to a a very different understanding of of a spiritual path or a conscious path. Um, And it does go in, it it goes into some woo-woo territory for sure. And a lot of these things we can't necessarily validate, but we can experience them. So I think that there, for me, in response to your question, uh, statement, Vaughan, about Christian conservatism, I think there is a certain faction within aspects of Christianity that say anything that doesn't fit into what we've got as our reference point, i.e. the Bible, must be the work of Satan, the devil, demons. Yes, some of those entities may have those qualities that we would describe as being demonic. Okay, so let's go into woo-woo territory. So um, <laughs> they're they're not aliens; they're they're angels, spirits of dead people from you know our very own lives. No, different dead on other planets, <laughs> right? So this no. is but this is this is what people think, right? I'm, I'm reading. But it's, even using the uh, even the conventional Christian doctrine on that. In Genesis, it talks about God creating the different beings in the universe. It talks about a hierarchy, not a hierarchy, but it talks about the different types of angelic entities that were that were created. And it also talks about the, the notion of the fall of the angels, that the angels were just of 
our right to have free will and it talks about the sun what it called the sun's uh, uh just is it the morning it. star no morning star is another another reference again it's in reference to to lucifer but yeah. i should say that about you had the sons it, the sons of heaven it talks about the sons of heaven uh found the whim basically it talks about these angelic beings being attracted to the human beings this is in the bible it talks about the, the sons of man aliens finding human women pretty sexy yeah and <laughs> in the biblical right <laughs> Are you can't blame me. It's just like there ain't nothing wrong. Um, but God apparently had a problem with it, and um, <laughs> in their in their mythology. But what it talks about is it says that the the byproduct of the union of the sons of heaven with the daughters of of man gave rise to what they refer to as the nephilim, the giants, the uh, yeah, this thing didn't they actually... live to like 500 the years? Labor. They had like these like their lifespans were incredibly long and all of the yeah. all of the biblical lifestyle uh, lifestyles life spans. Mm. Uh, in certainly in the Old Testament, um, again I'm struggling because I didn't exp I didn't brush up on my Christian theology or the, in terms of the names, but yeah, it talks about a lot of the old biblical characters. It talks about them being sort of nine hundred years old. Like but maybe their years, the way they calculated each year was different to how we currently calculate it. So mm. uh, possibly, or, or maybe. maybe their genetics allowed for it at the time. Who, yeah, who true. knows? True. We don't. We have no idea. But that was it, before it, they I, had Monsantos and they were eating Doritos. You <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So in other words, a lot of the, 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 the pushback from these, uh, from say for a religious group, a lot of, there are references to these narratives. Oh, that's, that's standard. <laughs> uh, a, lot of, a lot of references to these things contained with their own book, but they've got no context for it. Um, I mean, the, on, a, on a personal story, and I don't, I don't think my, my parents would mind talking about this because um, my mum and dad are, are still very uh, committed Christians and um, they I remember as a kid them telling me about bef that before I was born probably about two years before I was born they were out for a walk in a place called Shoreham which is near Brighton and there's a river there and they say summer evening and they've gone for a walk and they're coming back to the car and they said they looked up and there was a black triangle, completely silent, lights on each of the corner. What we now see quite a lot of in terms of what they refer to as the TR3B footage. I don't know if you've come across that. But this was back in 1977, right? And there were other reports in the local paper that had seen this. Now, I always... You know, as I was a cynical kid, I, I still am, I think, to, to I think, being open, mm -hmm. but being critical of, of what it is that I'm looking at and kind of being open to say, I don't know. Um, but as a kid, I sort of said, I, you know, I don't believe you. And they were sitting on different sides of the room. So I gave them each a piece of paper and I asked them to draw what they'd seen and they both, you know, it's like a like kid science experiment. Like, yeah, I don't believe you. 
well, you draw the same thing, <laughs> right? And they, they drew the same thing. And it, it struck me as curious, because uh, it stuck with me. Uh, I, I, I always thought it was strange that it didn't make them question that within the context of their religion. It was almost in like a little mm. box on its own. Um, we now have regular talks about this subject and actually some of my experience led me to be able to have a greater understanding of actually some of the healthier yeah that's it like Ooh. that kind of thing yeah yeah wait what happened that it's kind of thing good, it seems to be like a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want it's the people remind, of to eat more soft cheese <laughs> it's, remind, it's reminding me of the cheesecake i had last night <laughs> Yeah, and there was um, there was a lot of footage from uh, the there was the famous 1990 Belgian UFO flap where um, even uh, the the Belgian Air Force were uh, the F-16s were sent out to intercept um, large flying triangles that were seen in um, Belgian airspace. There seems to be a lot of um, of other footage of and, and images out there of of, of things that are in a like a similar configuration mm. maybe it's a configuration that allows the technology to work in particular ways that mm. it's like you know like us, us having four wheels on a car or a minimum of of three wheels like maybe there are certain things yeah there you go that that kind of thing I mean this one I think this one this one I think it looks like a stuff. Yeah, this one I think is a is a CGI is is a CGI piece of footage. Yeah, I don't that one isn't, but there's it's based on the image. Yeah, see this gets seen a lot, this kind of triangle configuration. But obviously, you know, if it's at, at night, it just like looks like three lights, right? You so know, how, yeah. do we, how do we how do we know, or we don't we have no way of knowing? But how do we not conclude that this isn't just our military just testing shit out? Mm-hmm. They've got the stuff up there. We've already seen the Nazi Germany had shit, and they were mm-hmm. you know they would be playing with stuff, and it wasn't very successful. But mind you, that was what you know eighty ninety years ago. So mm. how can we not just say? You know, yeah, maybe they found something, <laughs> you know, 70 mm. years ago and they've reverse engineered it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Lazar was right. And they, they found one. And now this is just the result of our ability to now reconstruct something or advance that technology. The same way mm. they do, like if the, you, you, you're at war and your plane crashes in mm. my territory, I'm stealing your plane and I'm going to rip it to shreds and see how you guys built it and I'm going to improve upon it so that you can't blow us up. Yeah. It's a fair point. Could be. Um, it, it, and here's the thing, that because that's the first thing that, you know, you say if it comes up about the topic about UFOs, <laughs> you say, oh, yeah, I've seen a UFO. The first thing that anyone says, well, you know, well, it's probably just advanced military stuff. I, and I say, okay, cool. Let's let's go with that as an assumption because yeah, we don't know we don't know what it is. Okay, mm. I said, but actually, that causes me more problems. And the reason it causes me more problems is the things that I've seen flying 
are using completely different energy systems, completely different ways of flying, mm -hmm. um, ways of flying at speeds that we think are impossible, doing maneuvers that we think are impossible. They're doing it in there. It's impossible to what we have been uh, shown and verified as having access to. So right. I had a friend or a colleague, it wasn't really a friend that told me his dad was in the military and that he would tell him about stuff that they had years before we would see it. And then, you know, come five, six years later, you've come to the, to the, you know, they, they release this shit to the mainstream. They have this stuff and they're playing with it for a long, long ass time before they give it to us. And there has to be some sort of, uh, expectation that a lot of because a lot of this stuff is happening in areas where we have military access and military bases for example you know Roswell New Mexico for uh, for one or in area 51 and so on so you've got these these bases and you've got these these a, a lot of the UFO stuff apparently over half of them can be attributed to like meteors, fireballs, et cetera. And obviously these, these videos that we see right now aren't those things. Um, but the majority of UFO sightings happen over the United States and they happen Close. over Europe. Close. They don't happen in, <laughs> they don't America happen. To, yeah, you're like, the best, you get the most. Like, you don't. No, nuts, man. We have studio rub, 54. Absolute yeah. rubbish. But, yeah. Absolute rubbish. We, you don't. Uh, American-centric. You don't see UFO sightings in, in the numbers that you see over Asia and Africa. They have well, there's like few, less reported. I don't know. They have few sightings despite their large populations. And, and even more surprising is that the sightings tend to stop at the Canadian and Mexican borders. Not to say that you don't really see Yo, them but sometimes. No, Americans, not too. Because we crazy shit. That's why. But the majority yeah, of them are seen. We don't fuck up shit. <laughs> in, the, yeah. in, in the United That's States, simple. Europe, and, and South America. So you okay, so... Just, just to counter that, that certain couple of aspects of, of that, mm. when we say about how are we quantifying sightings, mm. okay, and how are we documenting sightings? Because you could say, well, maybe the reason we don't have as much as many sightings in parts of Asia and Africa is access to smartphone technology where people are filming it or other camera equipment um, and, and structures that are set up to report it. We know that even, even in the UK or in the US um, that, I mean, if, when you start talking, if you talk about this subject in a particular way, it's amazing the number of people that will say, I saw something strange and they'll go on to tell you about their, their sighting. Now that could be anything. It could be something that you could rule out as, potentially ufo but I, I think it would be i think it would be a fallacy to say that the majority are here or really what the the the, the scope and scale is of of uh, of ufo sightings and what gets reported what doesn't get reported right um i i understand what you're saying but looking at this this video that's up on the screen right now 
which starts in the early 1900s. So that's regardless of, of camera phones and all that shit. The number of sightings, and I'll stop the video there because we're at about 1950, 60, right in there. The United States is lit the fuck up, okay? And you've got England, um, you've got quite a few sightings in England here. And, you know, and you've got a sprinkling in Spain. Who, it's like France. And who oh, was, that's, like, that's interesting. That's, yeah. But who was collating yeah. UFO sightings in 1906 or 1940, I, right? You no know, who, Well, just right. some countries are not so, going to make that a, well, not a priority or right. even like kind of put any money into these resources to record these things. And especially, mm. I think like countries, or not countries, like continents like Africa and like Asia, there might be like this massive skepticism because it doesn't mm. really like... It's not in alignment with like religious beliefs and things. I mean, but uh, I don't know, that okay. could be argued about America somewhat. But, but fast, fast forwarding to what we're seeing now in 2014 in this video, the United mm. States is absolutely glowing, as is England. And, but you're still seeing some sightings yeah. in even India and Saudi Arabia. You're seeing it. Okay. So if they're not going to report, if they're going to report uh, some of it, they would probably report all of it, wouldn't they? Why would this... they only report... 10 people sightings and not the other 20 people sightings in the same is the this same... based on uh like mufon reports is that what it's based on i don't have the source let me look to see if i can see if it's where's the, the source no, of the data but no. also are these okay sightings and that have been verified to a degree if you know what i mean or it's just kind of like, oh, I saw something. And then it's something they're like, register. I'm, I'm quite sure it's going to have to be more that because obviously in the, in the say, in the 1930s and even in the, in the 40s when we're looking at Roswell, we didn't have any true way to verify anything, did we? Because mm, nobody had okay. a camera that they were taking around with them. Yeah. Nobody had, you know, a, a video. Um, you know, we, we all have these pocket, you know, studios right now with our mm. phones. And, yeah. and even then, I find it uh, a bitch, you know, and, and, I, and I get like what you were saying when you saw it up there and it wasn't, you know, you were just going to, if you turned your, your camera to it, it's the same as if you say, ooh, look at that moon and you take a picture of your moon and you got a big bright dot mm -hmm. on your phone. Yeah. And as amazing as our phones are, they're shitty at taking pictures of stuff that right. isn't, you know, right here. Um, mm -hmm. So we can't really say anything is verifiable or, you know, say with absolute certainty that this is what it is. Um, but, but I'm I, just wondering I, if they were contested to a degree, you know what I mean? Like, or like, like okay, you, you had a sighting that actually ended up being a weather balloon. Well, of course, it's or, always a weather balloon. There's <laughs> certainly swamp gas. I mean, uh, without, you know, uh, particularly because of the time that we're in and how statistics can be very easily flipped to give certain narratives. Um, I think with that particular piece of information, I'd want to know where its data source was coming from. I'm quite surprised not to see huge uh, Mexico, Chile and South America all lit up because a lot of uh, mass sightings over the past 20 years seem to have been happening in parts of South and Central America. Um, and documented in front of national TV crews. Um, some mad, mad stuff uh, out there that's been very much in, in front of the public. Um, but mm -hmm. going back to your, your point about this, uh, it being advanced military tech, you know, we could say now that, you know, we live in a very high tech age now, and that, that is 
it, it does seem to be accelerating. But we have historic accounts that go back to, you know, whether we're talking about the Foo Fighters in the Second World War, where all, all, side, all sides thought it belonged to the other person or the bomber crews or the fighter pilots that were seeing these things fly past them and, and mirror their, their movements, kind of similar to... What is this? What, what is this? You know, about the, the, the Foo Fighters in, second, in the Second World War. I so literally just thought that was a rock band. My head no idea. That's what they're named <laughs> after. That's, that's why they're named. Yeah. That's why they're named. Yeah. yeah. No so the Foo Fighters were... The Foo Fighter was the nickname that the American pilots gave these things, which were like these silver craft that would buzz past their aircraft, be flying at altitudes way beyond what their uh, piston engine aircraft could reach, pulling maneuvers that were impossible. The Japanese thought it was the Americans. The Americans thought it was the Japanese. Thought it was the Germans. The Germans thought it was the Russians. Like, because mm. no one knew. They were just like, like you're saying, in the, when it, you're faced with like a military threat, you know, you're trying to work out what it is that they're flying. But these things were so advanced. It's not just we're not talking like twenty, thirty years advancement. We're talking. We're talking huge amounts especially when something seems to be standing still and then seems to almost but i can't let you have that information i can't let you have that information until i've absolutely perfected it to a point where if if i risk if it goes down in your territory and you get your hands on it now that's a major problem for me that you're going to have my ray gun so if you look at like that that map when it's america it's you know it's 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 england later on those are countries that are heavy, heavily invested in the military industrial complex. They're, yes. they're all ready to blow some shit up, right? Yeah. And yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is my argument as to why you probably don't see a lot of aliens here is I think they've advanced beyond this war mentality and they're probably more of a peaceful entity if they are physical entities and not uh, evil spirits or angels as some people that believe in the Bible say. So they don't come here because it, in, in our natural instinct is to let what we need to set up star wars and space defense and blow the shit up and be ready to blow it out of the sky because that's just what we think we need to blow shit up but when you look Mm -hmm. at the other countries like say china you know and like i said in asia and so on and there's no reports mexico no reports these are countries that right stop stop historically I, I'm gonna fact check you on that one because it's a completely false statement. No, no, no. Well, China, sorry, China, no, no, Beijing... no, go ahead. No reports was I was mis was misspoken, but the number of reports that we saw on the screen, I'm referring to the video that we looked oh, sure, at. Uh, the, sure, the, said, the, I mean, com- by comparison, there's no reports. When you see two, three dots mm-hmm. over Mexico and you see fifty thousand dots over the US, but these countries are so heavily controlled by the government, right? So when you think of Russia yeah fine they're not going to put that information out there so this is our shit we're flying this shit around and we're testing our military planes or Mm. triangles or whatever and if you're seeing this in your village in russia they're not going to even they're not going to document that the same way that we see these numbers that are of coronavirus that were being fudged in china and they're like, oh, our numbers are gone down or, or our numbers are only this. And then subsequently, we see all of these reporters coming out saying the numbers are way worse than what they're reporting. And if you trust those countries, 
these are rogue nations in, in our eyes as, as Western mm -hmm. civilization. You can't trust Iran. They have nuclear weapons. You can't trust North Korea. They want I don't to trust the U.S. You can't trust anybody, but you know you can't, you can't, you can't trust we we trust them less we'll say you don't trust any government if you trust the government you're you're an idiot in my opinion but um but we trust them less because historically we know that they are they're spying on you they're trying to they'll kill reporters vanish if they say anything against putin whereas you know julian assange we do it here you, you don't but you know where julian assange Randy. is we haven't killed him and, and stuffed, stuffed him away in some black site is what uh, i'm saying okay it, jeffrey epstein it goes <laughs> epstein right. is on his island chilling with fucking um elvis yeah, Tupac <laughs> and fucking elvis but i mean Astronomers have discovered some like 4,000 exoplanets, I think they're called. Um, and this number like just increases every few years. It almost doubles. So yeah. I, the thing that I struggle with is that if there's this much out here and you have all of these smart people, these quantum physicists saying that we can somehow, you know, Keiko Machui saying we can bend time. If we can curve time and then instead of trying to travel from here all the way over there, if I can bend it and then just go from here to there mm -hmm. and I, cause I can't travel 300 light years, I'll be dead. But if mm -hmm. I can somehow bend that, if they have the now us, the ability to somehow come up with that concept, that theory, and then somehow try to implement it to a, to an extent where they can move stuff. I see they're moving things now, like from here to over there. Um, why are we not seeing something then? What, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that we're not seeing it. Maybe they're manifesting themselves in other forms. Um, maybe they, like in films we see, they, they need energy in order to materialize in our world. You know, maybe we're moving between similar, similar, you know, fields of existence or planes of existence. I think that that's very plausible as well. But I, yeah, I've got some to pick up on that because um, before I got into the conventional cameras, I was, I was doing a bit, sort of, you know, a bit of research into different light frequencies, and I got myself an infrared camera, like a, just like a home security camera and like a cheap little uh with like a conversion like a video capture card thing and i used to go i was living in in archway in north london and there were things that were flying through the sky that i couldn't see but were there on the camera ah you did tell me about this i remember that Maybe they're the, operating the, at a higher frequency that we can't like see with our own eyes, but yeah, yeah. certain technologies can pick up. Yeah. So what if, whether it was, um, whether it was a, or a type of a cloaking thing or actually that somehow these things are existing in a slightly different frequency space. Cause there, there were a lot of other weird kind of phenomena that turn up in the infrared light spectrum which again kind of go it sort of it, it sort of blurs the line between what is physical and not actually physical and mm. this is why you, you get this very gray area of like 
the UF idea of UFOs and aliens and these ideas of that get discussed about interdimensional beings or interdimensional craft or interdimensional travel or um, one of one of the other things that I picked up there, there are some I've got some old some old bits of footage I think on YouTube of, of some of the, this footage but um, there was one evening that I was filming and there does appear that you see, I saw a little flash because a lot of these things happen really quickly and it's only when you go in frame by frame that you kind of start to get a sense of what's happening and you see a flash but it's not a flash you see something stretch and do this and then disappear and another thing coming stretch move around like this stretch stretch and then stretch again and you just think mm. what what was that? I, I I don't have a framework of reference, but the the only thing that I that I was considering at the time was in the infrared light spectrum that I'm that the camera's operating in. Is it seeing something that is essentially doing what you said, Vaughn, like doing a, a a kind of contraction of space that it's travelling through that mm. from this fixed 3d perspective wow, that it appears to be stretched but it's it's not from their perspective it's a relative thing right mm. that they're just mm -hmm. using this technology but from my perspective it kind of went like a bit of stretchy spaghetti <laughs> but you know yeah. like, I don't, sorry I don't know were you smoking is. marijuana and had you eaten any lunch at that point in the day <laughs> Maybe you but, were just hungry and thinking that you were uh, seeing neon noodle from like the cartoons or something. But can I? The answer is yes to both of those questions. <laughs> but the, the the footage that I've I've got that is still I think it's still on YouTube because um, I think that computer the computer that it was on got nicked unfortunately. But the uh, but the aliens it's still out there. I mean, as stoned as I've ever been, I've never been able to project my will of imaging into the the camera sensor in that, in that way <laughs> but that's kind uh, of what it would be um, useful it would be but useful that's kind sometimes of, that's kind of what um what they were talking about in that close encounters video um the that film and uh with the gentleman who's name is slipping my mind right now we were just talking about oh, this Ste uh, Stephen Greer's yeah Greer thing. right yeah um where they were saying that they were their thoughts were manifesting themselves into these yeah. actual entities appearing on camera and you can't see them but when they take the pictures their heat signatures are there mm -hmm. so maybe maybe you were actually maybe somehow subconsciously or inadvertently doing that um or maybe somebody else was and you just happened to pick it up can i get paid to do it no <laughs> well you know what and, and maybe after i moved to what california when I lived in LA and there was a lady that lived next door to me that was like a dog psychic or something and she was making yeah. well over six figures. Uh, so Jay, Dude, yes, she's in Cali, man. You can get paid, Jay, to be and do whatever you want. I was so impressed by that. I was like, I love white people. Y'all make your own jobs. Y'all just create shit. Wow. You're like, fuck that. I'm gonna be the dog whisperer and I can tell you why your dog is sad. Pay me a hundred an hour and motherfuckers can do the shit without seeing your dog just online yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah just yeah, put your dog like your dog telling me he wants to go out three times a day 
Put his paws okay. on the camera. Just put his paws Listen, on the camera. <laughs> I talk about some crazy shit. Like, as from my perspective, it seems ridiculous. It probably is, but I kind of I've got to that stage now where I just kind of go. I'm just gonna have to allow you that, and maybe I go. I don't know. Maybe you can talk to the dogs. The only maybe reason, <laughs> the only reason that I would say that anything yeah. is that is is. Uh, ridiculous as you put it our our perspective on things is just because we don't have like you said these reference points so if we if we we have this this ufo video from from the naval or from the air force pilots and there it is right mm -hmm. they've 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 flung a net around this shit and they brought it down to earth and they put it on the evening news live like when when geraldo opened fucking al capone's vault we we don't have any cuts there it is we've opened it up and here comes a little two-foot guy out of the shit and he hits our oxygen and he disintegrates right there or whatever on live tv now everything is possible so but because we haven't had that experience we can't say that these things are possible they're only possible in our minds until they've actually manifested yeah. themselves in physical form which i think is is, is not fair yeah, Vaughn, but then you say that you you thought that there was going to be uh that we would be visited this year like publicly not, not thought i think that's still present tense present thought process i think and i've been saying this for for well over a year yeah we missed it we we missed it last year because of coronavirus and again, just my, my goofy theory that, and, and it's funny because researching this pod tonight or for tonight, um, I came across an article. I don't think I have it up here anymore, but it, it was kind of about that. And they were saying it's about an Israeli um, member of government. Oh, here it is right here, actually. It was, yeah, so it was the, the ex-space uh, minister. He was involved in the, the space program. He, was, yeah. he headed up the Israeli space program. That's really excellent. He said some very interesting stuff. No, throw, that in the chat. Throw, that, throw that link in the chat. So Hayom, Hayom Ished, he's 87. It's on a different yeah. different screen here. Give me a sec. I'm going to be says, right back. I yep. do, I'm going to be right back. Yep. He says that okay, extraterrestrial extraterrestrials have struck a deal with president trump to keep quiet and not tweet about them while they carry out experiments on earth so basically what this guy is saying or or what he's suggesting is that they're already here and they were due to be I don't know um Altered. making them <laughs> making themselves seen but they haven't done so because um, you know they've come to an agreement with, and I don't understand why these agreements between these 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 alien life forms always seem to take place with American governments for some reason, and I don't I don't really understand why mm. that is because oh. we had the Grayati Grayata Treaty with. President Eisenhower back in the 1950s, where they said the same shit. They made came down and made an agreement. They made an agreement with Eisenhower that they would not come down here and destroy or whatever. And as long as they were allowed to experiment on a couple people and cattle along the way, so I don't know, man. It's a little, uh, it's a little crazy. But Wait, again, you said that was during the 50s. 
Yeah, whenever the Eisenhower administration is, I'd have to look okay. at specifically. Okay, right. Because I just uh, thinking maybe some Nazi scientists, well, they exiled to America, founded NASA. Well, yeah, we know <laughs> and, that. And um, they were prone, like maybe they had some systems of communicating with the aliens. And, you know, this time, mm. at this point, they're like firmly based in America. And that's why maybe America is like the main point of contact. Possibly. Um, I just, I don't know. Uh, it just seems a bit strange that we would be. But you know, into... you know, something like that, something like that makes me question what the intentions are in a, in a way for if these, these uh, you know, what, whatever type of beings are, are supposed to show themselves because they're going to the American government and they're going to the higher ups, you know, but we clearly understand that, right, that, that people are upset with the government in itself. You know, and a lot of the awful, horrible things that are rolling across the earth are because of these governments. So why haven't these sort of beings come and visited the underdog? You know what I mean? Well, they have, haven't they? Didn't we touch upon well, this, for example, say, in Zimbabwe? The, Zimbabwe, yeah, when they revealed them, or like Australia well, as well? The, the they, yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. I guess like they're just trying to... <laughs> try out their communication strategy here exactly but going I mean, to the top really, dogs and like, the underdogs like, you know those, those kids are so impressionable you know at that age you know what i mean the, and that mm. is like a, that's a beautiful thing i think to be like yo hey kids when alien sits down kid on his knees hey look when technology's gonna fuck up shit in the future blah 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 mm -hmm. these kids are at that age now just that documentary's gonna come out right about um about uh you know, those, those kids, some of those kids are grown up and they're talking, yeah, recounting their right. story. That's going to yeah, be... That's going to be... Sh looking forward mm. to that, yeah. But I think also we, we talk about... Like, okay, because... We talk about a they right. as if they're like one unified group exactly so yeah, there's a lot. My, I feel like there's a lot. A lot of... Know. Some fact... It feels from the things that because of the very contrasting experiences that people talk about and like you mentioned for them, you know about this a possible tie-in with the military industrial complex and things like that that there seems to be different groups and you know the, the question was raised why don't they visit the underdog well i say i think that that I think that that is happening, and I think that they've think got that, their yeah, own ways. Of... I mean, come on, man! We, we we saw some shit fly over our show. But I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of there's because it, it, again, it sort of goes into this sort of weird area about consciousness, about um, mm. like spirituality yeah. things. That yeah. a lot of the thing that seems to be happening is that the people that have a positive experience they won't necessarily say that i you know that they had a sighting they'll say i have this really vivid dream and it transformed my life or it did whatever it is yes it's i have not, too, it's another time. so <laughs> the i think one one thing that i, I remember hearing early on and, and it, that kind of stuck and resonated with me and it, it sort of goes back to the idea it's like a, a kind of idea i think that was used also within like the, the narrative of star trek right that if they were traveling through the universe and they found a civilization that wasn't advanced you couldn't interfere it was like a universal law you cannot interfere yeah. with this thing yeah. right 
So they can only interfere with more advanced civilizations, which also for me doesn't make sense. But anyway. <laughs> okay, but, but either way, the idea that uh, like the scale of the consciousness, idea, yeah. you know, that yeah. if we as with the time space continuum have have if we have like free will, <laughs> that that free will cannot be messed with. So I think it's it's kind of it's maybe offered us to us in a different way and in a much more of a subtle way, you know, like what? Okay, so say they they the the good guys turn up. Right, we'll just ignore the bad guys for the time being. But say the good guys turn up and go, here, like, here, we give you all this shit. It's like, we are not responsible enough as a species. And that is, and that, we are and not. That's We're not. Thing, and, that's the, and that's the thing that I think is, is the case in itself. You know it's like I mean? you'd be it's giving the kids the matches. You know, Do you think... Maybe that's what's already happened, but they're like, no, like ex Nazi scientists and like weapon assets, I'm just gonna hold it for myself. And yeah. it's like, it's all the separatism, and like, they, you know, like, how can I monetize this? How can I use this to like empower our nation or whatever? So, yeah, we're not pretty yeah, I mean, to that they, as they a whole. Just childproofing the fuck out of our lives, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Now, you know, and I think, um, you know, I think that. Oh shit, I'm gonna I think that um that's what it is. You think we need to raise our level of consciousness in itself, you know, and um, you know, I think that the problem with, with technology now is that we've been given some of these these different ideas of technology. Like I said this one time on another podcast, but are we there spiritually? Can we respect the the power that we have? You know what yeah. I mean? And I think if you like, you know, what some movie I was watching, like when you earn the power, you, you respect it more. I think Jurassic Park, maybe? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum? Mm. But it's like the Spider-Man thing, which <laughs> is like with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but you learn also, you, when you realize the level of the amount of work that you've done to, to hit a certain point, then it's like you respect it. You know, if you invented, uh, if you, if, if you invented a new type of energy form that is, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that doesn't damage the planet. You're obviously, you set out to do that, you know, and then, then therefore you're deserving of it. You get what I mean, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? but I think, for example, it's really interesting what you said, Jay, because I agree with you in terms of like, are these aliens a unified force? And maybe they're very much like humans, well, but more advanced. But they have different factions, and some of them are here to help humankind. Mm. Other ones are here to probe them around the arse, etc., etc. So I feel maybe this is where we have this kind of um, disconnect. Like, for example, maybe, for example, let's take like nuclear, nuclear arms. Let's say maybe that actually was created with alien <laughs> intervention interventionism not too sure if that's a word but sounds kind of good and um then they've actually kind of seen some of the um the results like all oh, right these children <laughs> are not responsible yet to be mm -hmm. playing with these kind of things so they've had you know some kind of they've been like these um you know they've been kind of trying to be vigilant and make sure keep us in check and then the other ones you know, there maybe might be some evil aliens who were just like, right, we are here to mine the resources of your planet and we want to enslave human beings. So, yeah, I feel we might be subject to different agendas. I, I, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I, you know, I don't, there's a lot of kind of my, certain mythologies that I think have, have been uh, built up around it. And I, and 
uh, what Vaughan was, the, the video clip that Vaughan was referencing the other day, is, is one that's a narrative that, that uh, Dr. Stephen Greer has been pushing for a little while, that the, uh, that the forthcoming alien disclosure will be a false flag. Um, ah, yes. In what way? Wait, 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 wait. What do you that's mean a false thing. flag? I heard about as well. So the idea being mm. that what you'll have represented to you will be said that these are alien beings and this is uh, space technology, advanced technology. But in fact, what it will be will be a faction of the military um, that are using biotechnologies to create I've heard of entities, kind of mass hallucinations, mass illusions, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, Sorry, I thought okay. I sent everybody yeah. that link. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, oh, no. You know, okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily give it credibility. With, I, I don't know. It's something that he's spoken about for a long time, and I think that there are aspects within um, people's experiences, other people, whistleblowers, that could suggest, yeah, that's that's possible but i think but why the... why would they want to do that because they're like look at this shiny object but actually the threat is much more heightened is that um, the baseline okay, or... so, because okay so if we have the big reveal mm -hmm. that we, we're not reliant on fossil fuels that there are some fundamental flaws with the the main religions the things that people a lot of people in the world have founded their uh, themselves on, you know. Their, We're their worshiping beliefs. aliens. Yep. We <laughs> well, I mean that. Oh, that's a whole other subject, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, there's. I think with this sort of. Um, I just lost my thread there. Thinking about worship aliens. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So this big reveal that do you think, are you, were right. you alluding to the fact it will just like explode our minds? So therefore they have to dilute it and it's going to be a more of a gradual kind of uh, dissemination of information. So they have to start, you know, at a minimal level. So we're like, oh yeah, okay. I'm, I'm warming up to the idea of aliens. And then it's like, wait, we come I, from okay. alien DNA. Oh! Right. <laughs> 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 some of some of my family members, I do wonder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, I think. Okay, right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel back a little bit because I think that it's very easy to um, to kind of add to mythologies that I that we again we cannot validate. So. What I will say on that particular area is it does seem that at the moment with um, with the, the the US military, the Pentagon's push for revealing of certain information, uh, there was the interesting uh, legislation that was put through as part of the COVID relief bill when oh, Trump yeah. was on his way out, which uh, was um, said that all military uh, organizations had to uh, uh, give up their what they knew about the UFO phenomena. So I would say, for my, and it's just an opinion that it feels like that we are being primed for some type of reveal. 
Do I think that we'll be told the truth, capital T? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think we'll be, I think there'll be, it's a drip feed thing. Yeah. But the thing is, if you control the information, you control the power, you control the narrative as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, therefore, I'm trying to be diplomatic because I, I am nah, really mindful. Fuck diplomacy. Of, no, it's not about diplomacy. I just, I just personally, you know, having been in this world for like about 10, 11 years, I've heard plenty of bullshit and I don't want to add to it. Mm. Either through speculation and, or, you know, or fear mongering. I think the, cause the fund the, the fundamental things that I feel from that are, are some fundamental truths that going back to us if you have a sense of knowing getting back to your core you can not only see deception you can feel deception you know when the wool is being Mm. pulled over your eyes Mm -hmm. you have that insight you have that foresight so I think that uh, the the clip that Vaughn sent the other day, you know, Stephen Brewer has been pushed this, you know, it's about, you know, this, this alien uh, agenda, part of the, the, you know, false flag things, part of the military industrial complex that somewhere way back in the 50s, 60s, some deal was done with uh, the Dracos to exchange it. Who the fuck knows, right? I have no idea. Mm. But, he also, at the same time, uh, this isn't, I don't tell him to slagging off of, of Stephen Greer, but a lot of the other time, he's very contrarily sort of saying that, you know, it feels like, yeah, all aliens are, uh, 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 all the actual real aliens are somehow beneficent to, uh, to culture. And it's actually only these parts of the military industrial complex that are malevolent. Again, we have no idea, but what we've got from people's accounts is a, a very broad range of different part types of experience and different types of conclusion, most of which isn't actually invasive in the way that we, we think of when we think about the classic, you know, I went aboard a UFO and had my ass probed, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, there are those stories. But even mm. actually, what's interesting, even about some of those stories where people say, you know, it was really traumatic. Well, look, if I went, if I had a serious problem with my heart and I was booked in to go for a surgery and I happened to wake up halfway through that surgery, you can bet I would think it was traumatic looking down and seeing like a surgeon going into me. What's interesting is that some of these people that have, have, have had what they initially thought was a traumatic experience was actually that there was some maybe some work being done on them or they found later on that they'd been healed of a certain condition there's there's all range of things there are other there are i've also heard the opposite as well where right same yeah yeah i think we have to say that it's all on the table and Mm. and jenny you you hit it right look we have to stop thinking of of them as them and thinking of us you know there there, ha- there is some suggestion that maybe part of our genetics is from them mm. but again is that a mythology like you know in the same way as we think of race as the other or country lines as the other mm. life is life and i think that that 
if we can understand the the flaws and the uh the the amazing attributes of us as beings not that we should necessarily project it onto these things but we should say look you know we don't know if they're all good we don't know if they're all bad someday maybe they just had a really bad wednesday you know maybe their mood shifts maybe not we don't know you know i haven't had a chat with them um to, to find out <laughs> i don't i don't recall ever having anything like that not not face to face anyway Oh, this is like we're here for another podcast, and then yeah. Johnny was saying about a dream. I want to hear this shit. Oh, so yeah. let's let's um leave it hanging there, <laughs> and we place. will have a big warm welcome and thank you to J E and J V and J R. <laughs> bj uh the podcast today don't forget to rate review and subscribe you guys if you're watching us uh on youtube and if you made it all the way to the end and you're listening um please leave a review as well if you're on podbean or apple podcast amazon wherever you're checking this out uh we <laughs> appreciate that very 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 much and i will leave you with this popularized aphorism by carl sagan which says it pays to keep an open mind but you're not so open, your brain falls out. So we'll catch you guys Amen, on the next. <laughs> we'll catch you guys like on that. the next podcast. Yeah, Thanks for too. tuning in. Tell a friend, tell two enemies, and we'll see you when we see ya.